Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is Shannon, your beer mistress. The professor. And today, once again, making a special appearance, we have... He has returned. Rich Lee is back. Rich Lee is here again today. He was today. so nice, we tried him twice. <laughs> welcome to the Microbrew Review, everybody. It is Hops Day here uh, at the Microbrew Review. Rich, I hear this is a favorite of yours. <laughs> I was waiting for something to be to be poked at. Yes, normally I'm not as much a hop guy, but I like to say, hey, let me get the side opinion just in case if one of these beers surprise me, I will be a full proponent of it. Well, let me tell you. Well, first off, I feel a little bad because Cousin Max is a hop addict and he, he's sort of the one who brought this up and he's not here to enjoy it. That being said, on the last episode, the boys schooled me in barley wine because I feel the exact same way that you feel about hops. Mm about barley wine and we tried four <laughs> it was a long funny night <laughs> um, but we tried four and i enjoyed three of the four quite quite a lot so hopefully of the two hopsy beers are they both ipas is it terrible that i didn't know that off the the palette wrecker is they are both yes and um i personally like the title of the palette record isn't that lovely I, and i feel like the because it, it seems so much festive with the way the colors are like very islandish when I feel with a name like Pout Wrecker, it should just be a guy with a fist with brass knuckles, like, <laughs> hitting like a face, like, this is going to be, boom, ready to come at you. So I'm anticipating, that one, I think, you know, strictly by name alone, I'm anticipating to try. <laughs> I'm glad you're a team player, sir. That's awesome. So we are starting, actually, with a growler of Ithaca's Flower Power. And this is maybe a day and a half old as a growler, uh, so it's probably not quite as robust as one would get from a bottle or on tap, but I think the flavor held up pretty well. Rich wonders why if we had it for a day and a half, we couldn't polish it off before he got here. <laughs> yeah. Why couldn't we just complete it before? <laughs> uh, this is one of Ian's favorites. Whenever he sees flower power, it's you, you seem drawn to it, I think. Uh, it's just, it's got a real nice... Uh, fruit flavor to it. It's very fruit forward. Got a nice bitterness, uh, which I like. I do like the bitterness from the IPAs. Uh, it's also not terribly strong. This might be one of the lower ABVs we've ever had on the show. Uh, it ranks in at only 7.5%. <laughs> oh, worst beer. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's pretty mild comparatively, especially compared to the barley wines of uh, last week that were 11, 10, 10, and 9%. Um, but I, I love this one. Uh, I don't drink a lot from Ithaca, except every time I see the Flower Power on tap, I have to get it. I think it's a fantastic IPA. They do serve and brew it year-round, which is nice. Great. Although IPAs tend to be featured heavily in the warmer months, not so much the winter. But hmm. And now we have a growler, so he gets to jump at the chance even more. It's kind of sad how long we went without a growler, but when we were at Trogues, they had Mad Elf. super sold on the... The growler phenomenon, I must admit. I think they look great. They well, look great. This one doesn't fit in my fridge necessarily, <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, a downside for it. <clears throat> also, it's a lot of beer um, for just one person. So I don't think I would ever just go out and get a growler for myself. Not I that I couldn't drink a growler. I can say from experience, yes, it can be. <clears throat> I had a growler full of an imperial stout, one... Uh, Thanksgiving Eve night, and in only a couple of hours, down the entire thing myself. Needless to say, me and the floor were close friends. I was going to say, I got, in, I got into a growler drinking contest with one of my Edward very... Growler Hands. <laughs> That's a game I'd play. Oh, we need to make that happen. The problem is, Genius. The, the guy I was in the contest with, we actually called him a Sasquatch, because he's like 6'4", 265 pounds. Beer Mistress is none of those things. No. So, um, Beer Mistress is one of his legs. <laughs> more or less. <laughs> and I actually, I beat him through the growler. He looked way better the next day. Let's put it that way. That's, that's the kind of winning that you just don't feel like you won the next day. Yeah. It's like Kamikaze's winning. <laughs> like, totally sunk that boat. That is so nice, Ian. You're super dead, though. I see what you're... I, I'm wondering, like, it never crossed my mind before, but somehow as you say flower power while my nose is down in the glass. It's got a nice floral, citrus, kind of like, fresh farm... I guess what happens is, in my mind, whenever you say it, I just see, like, 70s artwork and all of this craziness. Well, their label's a little hippie-ish. But when you, 
when you say it, but I'm drinking it out of my hand-blown glass, what I'm thinking is, oh, well, obviously, hops are flowers, and there's a lot of hops going on in there. Like, mm. Now it makes sense, heaven <laughs> forbid. And actually, now, speaking as, as, as we started at the, at the top of the broadcast, saying that I am not an IPA fan, this actually is not too bad. It's not as aggressively bitter. I think it's always my biggest problem with a lot of hoppier stuff. It's not a... A lot of the, the stronger ones, like you get like granddaddy hop smasher tongue Hop killer. slam it's is like, one yeah. of Jason's favorite. Yeah, it's, you know, you get like the ultra bitter where I just feel like my head is going to, my face is going to suck backwards and shoot out the back of my head. But this is this is a little more mellow because you're saying about, when he said about the title being flower power, flowers have made me think of how um, like Dogfish Head's 120 minute IPA has a lot more of that kind of flowery bouquet and that kind of for me was a different completely different take in what i thought ipas were i guess what could be or how they could brew to what flavors could kind of come okay. out of them and even tasting what, what ian said with like the the kind of fruitier flavors to this a little bit kind of help kind of help give a little bit more of an easier path for me to tread along with this one to where i kind of get there's the front so much so that the bitter at the end is not as not as aggressive for me to well i think it finishes it more with it. like a grapefruit so it's got maybe that that grapefruit pith bitterness, but not like, not that overwhelming hop bitterness, I find. Agreed. There's, it's nicely crafted. There's a lot going on. It's not just a hop flavored beer. Right. <clears throat> awesome. Uh, so, and again, it's only 7.5%, so you can actually you can kick back a couple of these, have a good night with it. Um, it would be a great warm weather beer. Mm -hmm. It can definitely sit on the deck and have a couple of those while... You know, reading it has that crispness to it, which is always refreshing to me on a really hot, you know, 98 degree humid day. Right. Um, I know we invited you here kind of last minute mm. and we don't usually go over like rules or outlines super well in advance. But I would like to just offer up that we loved having you here last time. If we could not kill off all of our childhood dreams and fantasies during this hour, I would personally be very grateful. I, I have neither of those things. <laughs> I just I was listening to it in the car and I went from like laughing hilariously loud to like getting very sad. I had forgotten some of the things that you brought up and I was like, oh my God, he really was just a bearer of bad news that what day. What was the sad other things? I don't remember what sad things. I'm trying to keep happier. I was like, I don't was good you were beer. like killing off Smurfs and telling me He-Man was gay and all sorts of things. <laughs> pretty sure you brought up the gay He-Man. Yeah. <laughs> but that's beside well, the that point. Was just, well, it just coincided that, that that day I found out about the voice of Smurfette. But really, oh, that could it be was why. the voice of Smurfette. You Dare I you? ask, I can only invite you over if I knew you didn't like read any newspapers that day. <laughs> what it is? Who reads newspapers? That's the, that's the problem. Is it's all it's all sad news. There's no funny. There's no funny things like it could be like bunny shot out of catapult. It's okay. They had parachutes. You know, <laughs> it's there's nothing hilariously. It's funny not okay. They were already dead. Oh, <laughs> Ian, that's terrible. <laughs> oh my good gracious! Another French dish. I just mm. I do like Braise rabbit in moderation. I like rabbits anytime. Rabbit tenderloin, breaded. Oh my gosh, mm, Teresa's next door. spicy carrot dipping sauce. That yes, is please. unbelievable. I had my... a rabbit tenderloin there? Yes. Mm -hmm. It's called Bunny Bites. <laughs> it's amazing. It is so and The lean. dipping sauce is made with like pureed carrots basically, but it's got a nice spicy kick to it. Mm. But the carrots add a nice sweetness to it. I think I'd be carrot, willing so it's funny. to try any, <laughs> any of that after we went for restaurant week to Zahav and I tried uh, grilled duck hearts. That's ah, awesome. I had duck hearts in Paris. And they were delicious. They that were little, surprisingly good. I was very impressed. There's there was like two dozen of them though. And as a tender 14 year old, I could only make it through about half of that before I was like, I'm just plowing down hearts right now. That's <laughs> weird. Oh. I couldn't quite get past that. Like the flesh of a duck, no problem. But organs, for some reason, are a little tougher just for me to handle. Just your version of like uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. <laughs> just hold it up, burst into flame, then you just take a bite. Part of me was a little delighted at how many rabbits had died just to feed oh, me. Oh, you're terrible. I mean, I'm sure they used the rest of the rabbit, too. But I was Absolutely. like, I killed at least this many rabbits. I'm responsible. You just felt like a Neanderthal that day. Yeah, oh, well, that's why I like On that note, they served that at Teresa's stuff. next door, too. Bone marrow, yeah. It's called the Neanderthal, and it's just like this huge bone that shows up on your plate, and you scoop out the marrow with, like, oh, it's unbelievable. It's really delicious. You are actually. making the ugliest face I've no, ever no. seen. No, I, I, I'm, literally going, I'm literally going, I want to visualize. I'm just like, I'm having trouble visualizing I this. I want to see it. The first time Ian took me, 
I, I had never been to this bar. He's like, no, it's everything is unbelievable. I, I actually ended up having my 30th birthday there because I love it so much. I said, it's one of my top three bars of all time. I'm just going to plan It's only myself. been like twice. <laughs> yeah, but it really, like yeah. every time I go, it is such a great experience. I've been there once and it's been a great experience. I went and there for my, but my, my friend's birthday. He went there because he was a big Russian River fan. They had their yes. whole collection on tap. Nice. And uh, we went there, and the funny thing was, we were basically making fun of my friend Dan because he thought these, they had some kind of like chipotle almonds or something. Mm. And they, a downside, they weren't that good. It kind of, they kind of looked like dirt, and they also <laughs> tasted like dirt. No. But every other bit of food that we had that actually was on the menu and not some random nut appetizer was delicious. Well, what I like is, now, Ian and I cook a lot, more than the average American for sure. Um, when I go out to a restaurant, I want to eat something that I can't cook myself, which is why, you know, duck hearts or whatever, or rabbit hearts, I can, yes. Almost everything on Teresa's menu. Now, part of it is, we, we talked about it once, like, can we make bone marrow? Well, sure, but how are we, we going to cut that saw. bone in half? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm game. There's got to be Almost everything is so creative that it's like, just oh, like I would never just. <laughs> but that doesn't sound tasty. See, I, I agree with that, though. When I go out to a restaurant, there's a lot of times, if I'm going somewhere, especially somewhere nice. Sometimes it's nice to just get a burger, though. I can make hamburgers at home. You know what I never do, though, is make a hamburger at home. Oh, I do that a lot. I, I, to me, it's fun because you, it becomes a, how many people are over? Great. Well, what do y'all love on your burgers? And it's whatever I have, you know, in the fridge. Yeah, you do like so, the burger bar. Yeah, so it'll... We did that with hot dogs once. It was wildly successful. Uh, it was fantastic. I remember cooking... Bacon to crumble up to make a cheddar bacon sauce to put mm-hmm. on the hot dogs. And then we cooked the hot dogs in the bacon fat. That was that was pretty tasty. Not going to lie. It was really good for you. Yeah. They were then wrapped in bacon <laughs> and deep fried. That just sounds like my food experiment during... Um, during when everyone was home, during Sandy, when we first, like, every, like things were closed everywhere. Right. I just was like, all right, let's do this. I'm like, I'm going to make some bacon cheddar fries. And I Ooh. I cooked up some fries, and I cooked up the bacon. Then I looked at the bacon grease that's still in the in the pan. I went, hmm. So I took the fries that had cooked a little bit, threw them in the pan, and they soaked up all that. And then I cracked about three eggs on it. Nice. And now then, we're talking. And then shredded some uh, buffalo cheese and then broke the bacon over top of that and it was glorious. I was pretty far away during Sandy, but if you called, I might have come over for that. <laughs> now that you know where I live, that it's not that far. I'm, I'm still not sure I know where you live. For now, it's like the running joke. I don't want to file it away. I just want to always assume <laughs> always forget. you live somewhere exotic and far away. Super far away. And then when you find someplace cool that's close, you're like, oh, we would have invited you if you were close. Yeah, I could have walked there. <laughs> Thanks. Have, uh, have either of you tried anything else from Ithaca? Because I, I got to admit, I don't think I have. And I don't even know what else they make. They, I mean, they've got all the basics. They've got a, a nut brown. They've got a pale ale. You know my rule about nut brown. No, thank you. Can't take it. I think I've seen. See, I've seen Ithaca. Smell a podcast in your future. Oh, I have to stop saying this. It's terrible. Picking the ones they don't. There's like. 52 weeks in a year, and how long are we going to do it? That's so much beer. Like they're going to make me try everything, aren't you? That's the way to do it. I'd do it. But it's a, about Ithaca. I've always seen the name, but with me, with a lot of times with beers, is I'll only like if I'm at a bottle store or something, and I see a company. A lot of times, it's either has to be one of the styles that I'm really into. Or if, if it's a company, I've had one of their other styles, and I thought, well, that one was good. Let me give this one a shot. If I've already experienced at least one, see, I feel, I feel like I might be a little predisposed against certain companies, um, and I think Ithaca might be one of them in a certain regard. Not for any particular reason, but like you're right. When I'm in a bottle shop and I see Russian River, I'm like, oh, let me take a second look at that. I see Clown Shoes, I go, oh, let me take a second look at that. There's certain companies where I go, oh, nice. Ithaca Flower Power, if I had seen it on a shelf in a bottle, you know, three years ago before I'd ever had it on tap, I'd have been like, eh, no thanks. Uh, but a, a trusted and skilled bartender said, hey, you really got to try this. It's a nice IPA. And I said, okay, I'll try that. And I really liked it. So now I see it on tap and I go, I go out of my way to find it. I love the Ithaca Flower Power, but I have never, I've never had anything else of theirs. So I'm wondering... You're usually a wild card. Like, if we're going out somewhere, you and I both always seem to pick a beer we've never had before. 
but I know if Flower Power is on the menu, I could order for you. Like, I know what you're going to get, even. <laughs> At least for my first, and I'll try something different after that. Right. We've been getting carded a lot lately. <laughs> Not kidding. I know, that was, the, in my mind, that was totally <clears throat> a logical segue, but we went out um, a couple days ago, and Ian got carded, and his face was amazing, because he always looks at me like, really? I just looked at her like, seriously? Like, A, I'm here all the time. B... I've got a beard like a friggin' Mountain Viking man. right now. <laughs> and, Eric the Red. And I'm pretty here, sure so. I was wearing like a suit and tie. And I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna like lay odds here that the chances that I'm like nineteen and trying to put one over on come you. On, you may have come from chess club. They didn't know that. <laughs> exactly. Some some hipster uh chess clubber. <laughs> I don't I not entirely Frankly, sure I'm why. offended when I get carded. I am excited. Usually I tip a little better and try not to hug the waitress. <laughs> Usually I just get mad. It's like a guy and a girl. I've got gray in my beard, for good God's sake. Well, that sometimes might not be a giveaway. I knew there was a I'm buddy smiling mine very in, big right now. There was a buddy of mine in high school that had, had, you know, at 14 had gray. His, All right, well, I wasn't getting carded when I was 19. I only look older now, so why am I getting carded <laughs> now? <laughs> Okay, well, I didn't mean to bring to up a you. touchy subject. Yeah. I know. He's like that ready to, He's going to stab somebody the next time he gets carded. He's going to come out. Well, I uh, guess it's water for you, buddy. Be the Oma Gang knife right there. Ah. <laughs> or the Russian River Russian. Redemption one. Yes, there you go. <laughs> I love that all their bottles have some sort of like, you know, knife or, you know, it's either like farm or like sacrifice. <laughs> Some of them have like a shovel and some of them have like the sanctification is like a knife, I think. And it's just like, what are you sanctifying and how are, what are you doing with that knife? You line up the bottles and the front labels actually tell of an entire sacrificial ceremony yeah. that they That's actually do. That's a good do. idea. I like Russian River enough to buy well, it was like, um, the summer solstice ones. Who did that? Like the very first. This is my unhelpful face. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the first podcast like, we ever did with the... The summer solstice beer tasted like orange soda a little bit. Oh, oh, uh, Boone uh, Valley, Anderson Valley. Anderson Valley, yeah. yes. Uh, they have a story in their bottle caps, and you get all you get is like number thirty-eight bottle cap, and it has like a bit of a sentence. Yeah, like four so words. So you need to like string them all together to create. It's like lion said beer for the reader. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> I was really excited, and it was really fun until we realized like we each t- flipped over our cap. And there's like number 138 and it's like, oh my God, that's so much beer. Like you have to buy a case and even then you only know a fraction of the story. Yeah. Then you're getting only 24 if you don't have any repeats. Right. And that's seems... yeah, And it'd be just really funny, like a circle of people all reading the caps and you have one person that just started and the other person that's already gotten through a large number. They're like, oh, Dave died. I just found out Dave got to the farm. I don't want to drink this anymore. Oh. <laughs> I'm excited for that movie. John dies at the end. Oh, John, yeah. You can rent it early now, actually. Can for you? For like 10 bucks on Amazon, you can rent mm. it. For like, see it before it's in theaters. Really? Yeah. There was I kind of want to see it in the theaters, though. It's a ridiculous movie. I don't know yeah. what, what it is. It's, what a, is it's a movie about these guys stumble across this. It's a drug that's called soy sauce. It's like a substance. It's like, okay. a, it's like this dark they, it's, black substance. Yeah. And they dub it soy sauce. And what it apparently does is is like gives people gives these guys like these extra senses to start seeing like interdimensional things. Sort of like the Matrix meets like superhero I, stuff. I've never made it through the Matrix. Whatever. You know, the, the reason this is the weirdest thing. It's the second time the Matrix has come up today in conversation. Really? Yeah. I've tried, and I don't know what it is. It's like my female brain cannot process all of the out of. I don't know. I've tried. I've had. I've had people say, look, Shannon, we will sit with you, and every time you have a question, we will pause it and explain it. <laughs> well, the fir- it it doesn't help. One. Like At least the first one. The first one, like anything, was cool because it just was a neat thing, and everyone's like, oh, we're in the Matrix. You can do all this cool stuff. That's awesome. And then it got weird into, like, they tried to make a whole Jesus metaphor, and it just was like, oh, I stopped caring. After. I, <clears throat> I stopped caring once we started actually not living in the Matrix anymore. Okay. But it's, it was a good series of films. I stopped caring series. right about the time the opening credits happened. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember the second one. Me and my buddy went to mind to see it like a midnight showing, one of those things, and the theater crapped out in one of the biggest fight scenes in the movie. Oh, no. Sold out theater. There's 350 people screaming. And who does the theater send? Four foot 11, <laughs> pimple-faced ginger kid. Down Oi. to the front. 
What's wrong with gingers? He just looks scared. Oh, uh, he's four foot eleven. He he's, a, he's probably like he's twelve. Little, he has his working papers. He, you walk, know? <laughs> he walks out to the front and it's like, "Excuse me, I just wanna just uh, just the movie." And you just hear people go boo boo, and some guy with a deep voice goes, "I'll kill you." <laughs> That's <laughs> terrible. And terrible. Me and my buddy are like, "Come on, man! This kid just like if I was that kid, I would walk up, punch my boss in the nuts, and say, "I quit. I'm out of here." You almost got me. Probably lynched. they thought, "Well, who's the least likely?" you know, to offend somebody. So they sent the innocent oh, little kid. No, it's like, like, who's the newest? You take <laughs> care of it. <laughs> who's, the, who's the new guy? Who, like, well, it looks like we almost have a riot. Okay, if we lose somebody, who do we least care about? <laughs> Doug, Doug, how you doing, Doug? How's your grades going in school? Oh, you're a freshman this year. Hey, do me a favor. Can you go tell this theater that the movie might or might not be back up? Thanks. That only happened to me once. I was pretty young. And I definitely... That was the first time I understood how movies were projected. Like, because we were watching it. It was actually Beethoven, the movie about the slobbery dog. Yeah. Because keep in mind, I was like seven. But, um. <laughs> Not like. Yesterday? Don't no. lie. Okay. <laughs> you were to see Beethoven's 42nd in the theaters. <clears throat> so, front row seat, buddy. No. <laughs> um, so I was, you know, watching the first few minutes of the film and I. You could actually like see it rip as it happened, and um, see it doesn't happen anymore because now it's all digital. I went to a screening of like Thor, and it didn't work because the, they were like, "Ah, oh, the hard drive's corrupted." Corrupted. I went, "Oh, welcome to the world of tomorrow." And <laughs> things have changed. Right, yeah, things work. don't work still. <laughs> On the benefit though, they gave. Yeah, even when we have flying cars, it's going to be those cars that crap out in the middle of the air and just plummet. That's terrible. Well, you know, more cars, you know, fewer cars crap out and plummet than airplanes these Where days, we're going, so. we don't need roads, just parachutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'll all have ejector seats built in instead of airbags. <laughs> Can you imagine, yeah. like, driving through the world and seeing, you know, someone go flying out of the car? <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be the scariest thing, because you're driving it, you're going, you know, someone driving a Ford Fiesta It'd that's flying like, in the air, and all of a sudden you just watch it just drop out, and you're just thinking... I know I have a different company, but I'm really not comfortable right now. It's also like the equivalent of like a dog running out into the middle of the road when all of a sudden there's like a human like parachuting you. Like, oh God, I got to avoid. That was unexpected. I'm really excited for the cars that drive themselves. They already have those pretty much. Well, I know. They have but cars that park themselves. They're really yeah. starting to be everywhere. And it's, I spend a lot of time on the road. So I'm really I'm good at parallel parking, so screw that noise. All right. yeah. Ian. What's up? Can you refill my baby tomato? Yeah. <laughs> Would you like more flower power or? Yes, please. You have that whole big growler. I'm not ready to wreck my palate just yet. Let me have a little. <laughs> yeah, not ready to punch my mouth in the face with with fruit with flavors. I don't know if it's fruit flavors, it's but not fruit flavors super sounds... fruity. No, I'll, I remember... take, I'll, I'll take a little bit more. I'll show how indulgent uh, I am with this one. Okay, like I tell you, I'm enjoying this one. That's what I said. Awesome. I said let me let me jump in because, like I said, there have been a few IPAs, not many. But that the flavors, I go, you know what? Okay, I can I can agree with this. So far, like I said Dogfish Head's got the head because they have at least two. They're they're ahead in the score. There's at least two of those that I that I've I've gotten into. But I try any one of them once because I try to get over there. You should try anything twice. It's true. Develops your palate a little bit. For all of our <coughs> listeners who like to write in and say, "How do I start to like this?" We've always said you've got to just keep trying. Just keep trying it. Uh, so the first time I ever had Hop Slam was in quotations in media and they had like a huge bells event and everything was decked out with bells i was with jason he did not yet know that he liked ipas double ipas lots of hops but he had one sip of this beer and was like that's it he, he looked at me he's like yeah you're driving because we found out how high the abv was and uh, he had and also like also i'm having four more of these. yeah more or less it was sort of like a uh, i actually sat at the bar on my smartphone trying to find any beer store around me, I was calling everybody, trying to figure out, does anybody have Hop Slam? And the answer was no at the time. They only had it on draft. It's usually a laugh. Several, no. <laughs> several years ago. Um, but it didn't matter how many times I asked the bartender. I was like, wait a minute, what's the name again? And again, after a couple beers, it's really... I wrote it you down. you were driving? <laughs> yeah, what right? do you call this? This is fuzzy, isn't it? <laughs> it sounds good. I wrote it down um, so that I could take it with me and... Not forget the slamming of the frogs, right? Jason no. grabs. I wrote it on a um, a coaster, 
Jason reaches in my purse and he's like, what's the name of that beer again? And he looks at it and he goes, oh my God. I wrote hop because I knew it was hoppy, right? Um, I wrote it as hops lamb. Like, I'm like <laughs> I was looking for a bottle with a lamb on it. I don't know. What it, <laughs> he's like, what did you think that they called it? I was like, it's it's the lamby beer. It's, it's, the, hop, it's, the, it's, the, it's the hoppy lamb. lamb. <laughs> they actually fermented with legs of lamb that they drop in there. They cook them and Mutton today. <laughs> and what's even funnier is that when you said uh, I was in quotations in media, I thought you were just being like, I was around media. Oh. <laughs> and not the actual literal place like air quotations and not literally the bar quotations. I'm like, oh yeah, that's what that's called. Ian likes to do that when we're podcasting. He makes air quotes with his fingers. I'm like, no one can see that. You know, you have to at least <laughs> narrate after, what you're doing. After I did, I realized and I went like, air quotations. I'm like, because no one, you can't see this through a microphone you're, because it's a microphone. You look like little bunny foo-foo over there. You're like... Hopping <laughs> <laughs> through the forest? Hopping yeah. through the... That, I loved the that land. when I was little. And uh, that new Facebook thing, there's like a picture of a long-eared bunny rabbit that's holding his head and he goes, all oh, those innocent field mice, what did I do? I laughed so hard. I was like, my mom doesn't even have a computer and I need to drive to her house to show her my Facebook picture. I saw a brilliant uh, photo. My my uncle uh, is an awesome guy and he also likes Boondock Saints. Mm. And so I saw a hilarious picture of a squirrel standing on its hind legs with its two arms reached up in the air. And the quote around it was just, there was a fire fight! <laughs> Which is a brilliant line from the movie. Oh. And it's uh, it's just hilarious. Um, <laughs> that was great. So it's just this crazy squirrel, just like with its arms reaching up to the heavens and just, there was a fire fight! I have only seen Boondock Saints once. I watched it at a fraternity and they convinced me. It was not like a huge house event or something it was like four people most of them were other history majors like me uh was like shannon you're coming over we have a new we have a new drinking game it's like okay uh every time they say the f word in boondock saints you have to take a drink <laughs> i don't remember much after about 40 minutes in well, especially that's with, like the roxanne drinking game especially with the uh with the bartender the bar owner with uh <laughs> to the point where i would like leave to go to the bathroom and come back and then be like yeah it's 17 more <laughs> I was only no, gone for a minute no. and a half. Worst, worst ever, and I had to convince my friend that this wasn't a drinking game because he was going to die, was someone tried to convince him that um, in the uh, Bob Marley song, you know, we're jamming, that you take a shot every time he says jamming. That's exactly the part. I'm like, do you not realize no the lyrics to this song? And he's like, no, no, he goes, you know, I want to jamming with you, we're jamming. And I'm like, do you remember the other part? And he's like, what other part? I don't know where he goes. We're jamming, we're jamming, we're jamming, we're jamming, we're jamming, we're jamming. We're jamming. You're going to die. Please don't do this game. He goes, Oh, I didn't think about that. My friend's an asshole. I'm like, Yes, he is. <laughs> yes, he is. Because he made you say, he told you and convinced you it was real. And secondly, that you were that. The good, the good the team throw. play <laughs> drinking game is uh, Roxanne. I don't know it. And one group <sighs> drinks every time you hear Roxanne, and the other drink, uh, the other group drinks every time you hear Put on the Red Light. And you just go back and forth, and it's uh, it's quality because it's another one of those songs where it's like, oh, that doesn't that doesn't sound like that much. That seems very reasonable as a drinking choice game. And then you hear the whole song, and it's just like, there's that moment, like the chorus part, where it's just like, put on the red line, Roxanne. <laughs> it just goes back and forth, and back and forth, and back and forth, and you're just like, ah. and, then, and, and then everybody's on the floor, and the one guy that convinced him was real going, yeah, <laughs> you know. dance for me, puppet. That's right. So, who's got their wallets on them? That's always fun, different kinds of drinking games. There's not enough good drinking games. There was I have actually never really do. participated in a it's drinking game outside of beer pong. Last one, well, last one we tried just because we heard that Indiana Jones and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was so terrible. It was so bad, was, the only way to see it was drunk. Was drunk. And, well, that was the problem is, we actually were doing the drinking game. We started adding steps because it just was getting painful. We're like, alright, drink every time someone, Indi uh, someone punches Indy. Alright, drink sometimes every time he puts his whip out. Shoot somebody. Every time we see a Nazi. How about every time, every time it's edited badly? Every Wait, time you can Nazis tell that the that tank... <laughs> Isn't that a little dated? No, it wasn't too dated. What well, was back there? It was still Nazis and Russians or something. Was it, was it Nazis? Nazis. Yeah, but Nazis. it was like 30 years later with a Harrison Ford who was clearly not like, oh, it's just so... a year after. 
It's like no, yeah, pretty sure that war ended and they lost by now. It might have been actually, it might have been, it might have been Russians. I don't know, but either way, right, well, like, everyone hates them. It was, it was just pretty much. I guess they <laughs> they moved on to communism, and it just was. It got so bad. We just communism, drinking, just drinking, 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 and then we just decided, all right, like about probably twenty five minutes in, um, we're gonna turn this off. Let's put on National Treasure. I love that Oh, because that's a much movie. better choice. Oh, it's way I better love than National King of the Treasure. Crystal Skull. I'm Come sure. on. That was fun. I love puzzle games. That's just, it. It was all... Oh, man. It was so good. It was one long puzzle game. Ian does not approve. You know Go Ian. read some Dan Brown. <laughs> yeah, it's still good. I read Dan Brown. I like that. That's I like good. I like Dan Brown. I didn't like the movies, but I like I liked, I liked the Angels and Demons, the movie, better than the Da Vinci Code movie. Truth. I liked Between the book better than... Also, I like Well, truth. both books. I like the books better. Way better. Yeah, but I like the Da Vinci Code better than Angels and Demons. In the book, yeah, I could see that with the book wise. I, you know, New Year's Eve is like very, very important to me. There was actually a year when I couldn't. I just I worked late and I had a lot of obligations on New Year's Day and all that. So I'm like, I really can't go out for New Year's Eve, and that's what I chose to do. Is I saw the latest possible showing of it was uh, National Treasure Two, I guess, <laughs> and then went to Chili's and got a margarita. <laughs> I'll just say Na- National Treasure 2, which is just like, what do we got? All right, we got the same script as before, but we extended it about 45 minutes. Yes. And but it was still great because I liked so the enjoyable. first one. I mean, come on. You had uh, uh, Ed. Uh, Riley is my favorite character. Like, Riley, the, yeah. So he was awesome. And he was a great character with yeah. his Lamborghini, with Lamborghini that he couldn't drive and he got towed. Yes. Time. I love it. Didn't you read my book? That's why I think I was surprised at his character in The Hangover. He was like, he was the straight man yeah. in The Hangover. And I'm like, go back to being silly. No, I would I would see a National Treasure 3 and I would like it. Isn't it supposed to be coming up? Well, the first National Treasure was actually originally the script for the fourth Indiana Jones. Are you for real? It was. That it would was, have been the best script of any Indiana Jones the, they, movie. They initially, they'd, the, the whole like gold city and all that kind of stuff, they initially was a draft for another Indiana Jones because it got delayed so much, and they were like, no, and at the time, Harrison Ford didn't want to do it, and they just Doesn't went, he regret right, that choice? Well, it depends how much they paid him for... That's <laughs> true. Yeah. So they, they just kind of, well, hell, they're even talking about Blade. That's the best about part about being a famous scene. movie star, is that there comes a certain point where you're just like, I do like my lavish lifestyle. How much will you pay me to do that movie? Oh. That's like Robert De Niro. That's like, this many more years? Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. I Send read me the a script. script. Yeah. I don't care what well, that's it why says. Nick, that's why Nick Cage does 20 films a year because he has a $20 million a year habit buying stuff and everyone's like, drugs? Like, no, he buys, like, he's a, he's a history buff. He's a history, like, freak. He Yay. bought a civil, he bought, like, a I like a how you pointed war. at me when you said it. <laughs> well, I was just because I was trying to be like, I'm like, well, I'm saying he's even worse, like, saying you're a history person. He's, like, times a thousand. He's even He's more, a history person who, who can... Supply his... Who can supply his addiction yeah. with buying, like, ancient Civil War, like, tombs for Pretty sure that dollars. ancient Civil War is not <laughs> That's really true. an appropriate term. You're not a history guy, are you, Richly? No, no. <clears throat> That's awesome. Okay, so when I called Rich, I have to tell you, I of all of the things that I do vent about on the podcast... I we know, were actually going to have our first third-party female guest podcaster today, but mm-hmm. she was... Suddenly stricken ill, so we'll have to revisit that later. And she loves beer, later. so I know she'll, she would have made it through as best. I, yeah, we, we do believe her, because we're also a lot of fun. Uh, but, so we needed a last-minute replacement. Not that you weren't delightful. You were <laughs> That's the first why person we called. Yes, you were the first person I said, well, you know what? The first replacement. It, well, rumor has it you, you don't live far from here. Right? I know. <laughs> I'm sure the rumor has it that he actually does live far from here. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. It depends That's on which reality. Depends on, depends on who you Real talk life to. rumor is he on, does not at all. Yeah. Um, I hate nicknames for myself. Um, Beer Mistress does not count. What I mean is like shortened versions or uh, amended versions of Shannon. Like there's just no pleasant way to do Shan. it. Yeah, don't. Oh, God. I just... Oh heck, Shannon. My insides just... Oh heck. <laughs> um, Rich Lee is the first person to give me a nickname that I actually embraced. And when I, I... I always seem to forget it, but I called him up and he answers the phone and he goes, Dearest shenanigans, what can I do for you? Shenanigans. <laughs> it's my, it's my shenanigans, because there's always the crazy stuff we got into when we first we met at the Colonial Quickies. <laughs> Okay, that's a, you need out of context. Wow. That sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, screw that out of context. Let everyone use your imagination. We'll just keep going. <laughs> no, it was a short play festival, and we met and talked and discussed things such as Animaniacs and 
other such delightful beer. beer. And, uh, what I have to stop doing is it's really difficult to have only excellent beer and surround yourself with people who don't necessarily appreciate it. So whenever I go to these events, you know, I have, I end up like strapping the beer to my body the whole time because I'm afraid that someone who doesn't know what they're drinking is going to pick up my beer and drink it by accident. Like Ian and I threw a party once. It was like a bonfire. And uh, I had like the privileged cooler and I actually sat on it all evening. <laughs> and if you walked up to me and said, where's the beer? And I knew you and I knew that you would appreciate my cooler. I would get off of it, open it up and offer you a beer. If you stumbled into my party, you know, carrying a 40 of <laughs> whatever, I was like, oh. Guys, I got hurricane. <laughs> yeah. Be like, oh, the beer is just over there at the edge of the woods. You know, enjoy that. <laughs> oh, there's a keg of Natty Light. You're yeah. gonna, you're gonna be set. You're gonna have a great time. Enjoy dancing on <laughs> You'll that. You'll love it. Table it's, so good. it's so good once Whoa. it hits your lips. Yeah. Are really... you saying that people who drink good beer are less inclined to dance on tables? Based on my experience in the last sure 24 the ABV hours, tends to be a lot higher, <laughs> and I would say that they're much more likely to drink to dance on tables. After a couple, just of them. saying. True that. <coughs> All right, so, Ian, did you open your palate wrecker? I opened it. I have not sipped it because I'm waiting for you fools. I know. Oh. So, Green, Almost done. Almost done. Green Flash is the brewery that makes palate wrecker. We have talked about Green Flash a few times um, just because we have put it... Oh, no, wait. They're in California, aren't they? I'm confusing it with your... San Diego. Are you yes. confusing it with... I'm confusing it with your... Um, vagina. Whoa. Wow, what? <laughs> As it's a I, quote from Anchorman. It's totally allowed. Uh, totally permitted. <laughs> Did you see like my... <laughs> you got my attention really this fast. Is, <laughs> I am confusing this with the place that makes your... Double Citra? Double Citra. Yes. yes. No, well, the reason that you're confusing it is because I found Double Citra. I love them. They're up north. Yes, that's um, what I kept thinking. And then I, I went to the bar that had the Double Citra... And they were like, no, we don't have it anymore. Because they had it like two days before. And so I went back because I was like, got to get more. Got to get more. It was so good. And they said, we don't have that anymore. We, we kicked the keg and that was all we had. And I was like, oh, that's devastating. But the bartender there was like, I do, however, have this. And I said, I'll play your game, fool. Bring it to me. <laughs> I'll play your bait and switch. And then I had three more. <laughs> I, um, I do really like, if you look at the four pack, the slogan and I, I actually don't know if it's the green flash slogan or the palette record slogan but it says taste it once remember it forever and uh it's my I slogan on life i was gonna say i'm pretty sure ian has now made that his favorite pickup line but <laughs> oh i thought this was a pg thing see mine says think about me really because so rich lee has said some very suggestive things in the last oh, colonial quickies is not quite that suggestive not, not that suggestive <laughs> Unless you think if someone really imagines someone in like old time gear, like saying, let's have a toss, you know. <laughs> colonial, I get it. It's the colonial quickies. Um, Rich Lee is also a musician. And I say also because we make the joke when Cousin Max is here that he's the only one with actual talent because he, he, <laughs> he is an artist and he is a musician and he's all of these things. Um, but we were actually doing an original musical. Yes. And uh, he was our accompanist? Or, no, no, no. I was like, you were voice. in it with me. That's yeah. right. I just, proved, I just proved to you that I could, I could fake it. And I was like, I, could, I can't play piano, but I can fake it. You're like, how can you fake it? I did a real quick, like, uh, I think it was in Mozart. And I was like, uh, and I was like, I was like, like you're like, what? You're like, I have no idea what I did. I have no <laughs> idea what I just did. It sounds perfect. I have no idea. Don't what make I me just do it did. again. Because I've always had a well, because I have a musical ear. I was always able to pick up stuff. Like I, I can play guitar. I taught myself how to play guitar. Better than a cauliflower ear. Hey, it's my friend has because he's an MMA fighter. Oh. So he gets a couple of those. They pop don't up. tease me. You know, I've had this hankering for fried cauliflower all day. Oh, I was going to say like, why are you really hot on cauliflower no, ears? That's Ian awkward. actually texted me from the grocery store to say, hey, I'm getting ice cream because we're making dinner. Did anyone put that in the freezer? I think so. Cool. We'll find anyone out. Anyone likes some milk? <laughs> <laughs> um, he's some very like, sweet milk. What can I get you? You know, is there anything else that we need? I like, really? I I just want cauliflower. <laughs> he showed up with a head of cauliflower. I was like, okay. That is the strange. That's the strangest request. I've tried I to get him a cauliflower. So I just never. Not for me. It I'll, doesn't. I like it more than I like broccoli. Actually. Oh, I like broccoli. I love broccoli. I love them both. Broccoli Chocolate is broccoli. really boring. 
delicious. It's kind of like green beans to me. Oh, I green served green beans, beans the other I week. I don't mind green beans, but broccoli I like. I thought Ian was going to... He looked at me like, why did you bring this subpar vegetable into my house? <laughs> I did it's okay so with them. so subpar. I mean, they were okay. I've never had green beans that I was like, wow, these are great. Okay. I've had Brussels sprouts that I thought were fantastic. Mm-hmm. I've had... Any other kind of vegetable where I'm just like, wow, this is really nice. I've never had a green bean that I, I like was like, be oh, with good. With where can I get oh, more yeah. of this green bean? <laughs> <laughs> where can I find? Could I have this a green second bean? helping, please? <laughs> it's usually like I ate three. Is that enough? <laughs> wow. Um, like I ate one and I was like, oh, yep, this is pretty terrible. Let me just make sure. Yeah, still not good. I better eat one more just for good show. Reintroduction. Um, my vegetable distaste is actually cooked carrots because I don't like how sweet they get uh, but you mentioned Zahav earlier that is I had the best carrots of my life at Zahav were they cooked uh, they were and um, because of the spices that they that? used there they did a lot it was very spicy they did a, a little sea salt and a little like red pepper flake and everything so all of a sudden red pepper flakes makes everything better it offset the sweetness with right. some really good spice and i was like are you kidding for the first time in my life i want a second helping of carrots <laughs> what's like they had what was that eggplant dish they had there too i'm not usually an eggplant fan that was pretty good it was like an egg. It was one of the like the first dishes they bring out which is like they're like kind of salad like a, a salad team if you yeah, go so for um Restaurant week. Yeah. They actually bring you eight different salads. Saladine? Saladine. (laughs) Is it a play on Saladine? I don't know. Maybe. But uh, that's that's where we we had gone was for for restaurant week. And that was one of the courses they brought out. And I was like, oh, what is all this different thing? And we had all the kind of dishes I got, you know, with the duck hearts and stuff. And then the the lamb tartare was... Mm. Lamb tartare. No, you've got his attention. I don't know how I feel about that, to be honest. (laughs) I'm all about raw beef. I'm all about raw fish. Well, uh, but lamb. Raw lamb. It uh, wasn't too bad. It was different because what you got it with was um, sort of like different sections of like lettuce and kind of made almost a kind of taco-esque thing where the tortilla, instead of a tortilla, you had lettuce and kind of just... What's that Chinese restaurant? Kind of lined it down, and they had nuts and some other things you could sprinkle. Are you on thinking there. like bad. lettuce wraps? Yeah. Yeah. Who has those? It's like a, a little Chang? bit chainy. It's not Charlie Chang's. It's um. <laughs> Sorry, we have those in DC. Charlie, Ch- <laughs> that is the that is the funniest name. I would, I would eat there like at least probably the most offensive name. Yes, it is P.F. Chang. Charlie Chang is probably the most offensive name for a Chinese restaurant I've ever heard. Mostly because, and I know that this is not Chinese, but it's just like a complete play on Vietnam somewhere in there. Uh, and then it's just like the alliteration. Welcome to Charlie Chang's, oh, where the, where the Charlie savings Chang. come out of nowhere. <laughs> Charlie, just bust in. Bust in. The waiters sneak up behind you out of the ferns and they hand your dishes. I've actually never eaten there. Um, but now you kind of really I make feel, me want to. I feel like, I feel like next Charlie to Charlie Chang's. Yeah. I feel like next to Charlie Chang's, there should be like Uncle Tom's Kitchen or something. It's next not to far it. from my house. It's right so next it to Tippy's like Taco. <laughs> Apparently, there's, uh, DC what is, is like, DC? what do we need? Are they like, we need alliteration. Are they keen on alliteration? I we guess. need a ton of alliteration right now. All right, we got Doug's Donuts. <laughs> we're, n- we're right here. Yeah, right. Okay. You should come down and visit. We could been, we could make a drinking game. Oh my God. Every t- Open the yellow pages and find me a restaurant without alliteration. Without go. alliteration, go. Come All right, a drinking and game. If you find one, no, no, sounds you like mean, nobody. Gets, that sounds like a sober game. No, no. The, if you if you find one, then you chug the entire beer you have. We make it a chugging game that way. Cool. That way. <laughs> I, yeah, I gagged a little. So, what is the uh, ABV on the palate wrecker? Excellent question. Because it's nine? also not. It's nine and a half. Nine and I a half. think. Nine point five. Yeah. Yeah, nine and a half. All right. on there. This is my favorite. Now, when I first found Palette Wrecker, I only found it in the large bottles. And Ian actually said that that was a little dangerous. Well, I love the Palette Wrecker. I'm, I will completely say I love it a lot. Um, it's probably my favorite after the Double Citra. And they're very different as well. Um, they don't. This doesn't have the, the citrus, you know, grapefruit deliciousness of the Citra. But, you know, it was coming in these, I don't know, what were they... Like 22-ounce bottles. Yeah. And 
which is more than a full glass. So it's like two glasses. Mm -hmm. But I would come home from a night of hanging out and I would just be like, ah, I'm just going to stay up. I'm going to watch a movie. I'm going to drink a palate wrecker. <laughs> you know, because it's, ah, it's just so good. And I'd yeah. just gotten them and IPAs. You, know, you can't really have them sit around too long. You've got you to drink them while they're fresh. So I'd, I'd pull it out of the fridge. I'd get me a nice, beautiful glass and I'd pour it into it. And I would drink that and... Somewhere along the way, I'd finish that and I'd pour the second half of the bottle, which is like a whole other beer, basically. You know, it's, you're pouring 12 ounces and then you're pouring another 10 after that. So you're drinking like a whole other beer. And I, again, this was like late at night, but there was two or three instances where I was sitting on the couch, either playing video games or watching a movie or something late at night after getting home, uh, just trying to like mellow out before going to bed and I would wake up on the couch like hours and hours and hours later. Where are my pants? With like, <laughs> with a beer still full in front of me and now completely like warm. The, the movie, like the TV on or like the video game still playing and I'm just like, what happens to me? Yeah, apparently it wrecks more than just yeah, your palate. Yeah, exactly. Right? I was going to say palate wrecker might not be the best mind choice. Eraser. We don't know exactly. Can you help Rich Lee with a bottle opener, please? That'd be delightful. I can help him with that. Ding, ding. The professor's ding, ding. in. When you were saying uh, earlier about talking about how like in the cookies you'd be smuggling in or whenever you go to a place you're, where you're afraid people are going to drink your beer and not appreciate it, you smuggle it in. I just pictured like Mark Wahlberg and Contraband and you have it like duct taped around you like you're smuggling it into the party. What's the magic word? <laughs> Peeling it off with duct tape. Just shh, there you go. Really what I do is I wear a trench coat all the time. And so, you know, if people come up to me, I just open the trench coat like the <laughs> Rolex watches and be like, what are Yo, you man, drinking? you got some beer? I got some IPA, some Belgian triples. What you looking What you got? The problem is that when people... People who know me and have a history come on the podcast, they they sometimes give away some of my secrets. <laughs> like the trench coat. No, no, I swear she just dresses as Carmen Sandiego all the time. That's oh. <laughs> I saw a great burlesque with Carmen Sandiego. That's an interesting uh, segue. Please yeah. tell us more. I know, I'm like, all right. It made more <laughs> sense than the one you had earlier. <laughs> no, I was, you know, I went to a burlesque show in Philadelphia and... They had a, a Carmen Sandiego strip act, and it was... I remember asking you that. Quite, um, quite good. I mean, I didn't ask you, have you ever seen a Carmen Sandiego strip tease? What I said was, I think I was geeking out about Wheel of Fortune or something, and I hadn't known him super long, and I was like, Ian, what are your favorite game shows? And he's like, I don't really do game shows. But that's... Like a boring answer that doesn't make conversation happen. So it's well, if you had to, you know, do you ever watch games? And he's like, well, as of recently, I would say Carmen San Diego is up there, and that's when he told me this story. It's like, okay, don't make anything out of game a game and a show. <laughs> that's it. It wasn't yet. Yeah, it was a, it was a kids game was show. Dinner. <laughs> it was a kids game show. I used to watch that game show. I I could not figure it out for the life of me how they did it. Like I don't know geography at all. Oh, geography's terrible. Especially when you don't have and the border like, lines there. Yeah. Like, I, I, I identify it by the shapes. I'm like, all right, you know, that's that's India there. There's the Polynesian Islands. There's the, Okay. Then there's no lines. It's all just one mass of land. They're like, all right, now go find Iran. <laughs> and it's like, it's just there. You had like four choices to fly there. <clears throat> that's no. true. Before you lost. <laughs> She was a crafty one, then Carmen. Yeah, Carmen, I remember the video game I Looks had. The great video game where they would kill too. people with paper airplanes. That was like make it as like least nonviolent for kids as possible. It was like right. you assassinate the guy. You're like, look out, paper airplane! You're dead. I'm like, <laughs> it's the most ridiculous weapon on the planet. Is it poison tipped or something? That's and how would you make that? I don't even think I could. Paper and light shards of metal dipped in <laughs> ricin. Right. <laughs> Iocane powder. Iocane? <laughs> yes. Iocane powder doesn't exist. Ricin does. Okay. <laughs> He's looked after the movie. He was like, I'm going to build up my resistance. Oh, bastards, it doesn't exist. That's awesome. Ian went to the Nutcracker at, uh, right at the end of the year, and uh, I saw him afterwards, and the date that he took was just beaming. She had such a great time. And I was like, Ian, how was it? He's like, great nap. I took a great nap. <laughs> I love the Nutcracker. She that said, is not what I said. I kept I said. waking him up whenever there was sword fighting. I was like, <laughs> oh, you know him pretty well. That's really sweet. <laughs> anyway. I like the Nutcracker. I 
what I said was I've seen that show so many times and I just love uh Pites. No, I love I love orchestra music. Yeah. Uh right. and so I when I hear it more often than not I'd like to close my eyes and I just listen to it. Uh the ballet does not necessarily do it for me, but I love orchestral music and so uh I'm also severely sleep deprived <laughs> most days of my life. And so I can I can sit there and close my eyes and I can get into this like half dream state where I'm aware that I'm sitting in a chair watching a ballet. I'm like I'm still awake enough to know all of that, but mm -hmm. I'm also like partly sleeping. So that's pretty much where I was, and it was great. I was I was kind of not to brag, but it reminded me a little bit of smog. I could like sleep with one eye open, basically. <laughs> and I was just like, "Yo, Hobbit, what you doing in my hole?" <laughs> <laughs> so, Richley, IPA number two. What do you think? <clears throat> <laughs> it was definitely well, I'd say this, after, after I after I poured it, I was like I was like I was like holy <laughs> god, I could catch the whiff of it from here. It's definitely got a, a a definitely strong scent to it. It actually comes off pretty well. It actually the just reading the label, it says that it's the most complicated West Coast inspired IPA they've ever made. Um, mashing and sparging. That's I kind of like that. Uh, mashing and sparging with hopped wort in addition to our hop layering regimen for a normal IPA. Mm -hmm. So that just sounds very technical, but also like they really know what they're doing. I'm sure Verlin could weigh in on that. That's true. I don't know if, if coming off of the, the Ithaca has kind of able to kind of like prepare, you know, kind of prepare. We the should have a, a palate cleanser before yeah. we wreck it. Yeah. Some nice sorbet. <clears throat> to kind of to kind of clear it off, but actually, that, I mean, it, it, I said this is the only reason I'm, I was saying that because it seems like this is even Ooh. easier to kind of to go down. This uh, comparatively flavor wise, with hitting multiple points, you say nothing bad with going down notes. easy. <laughs> it was the two glasses of of flower power that warmed you up. That warmed me exactly. up to it. And all of a but, sudden, um, it seems like a lot of it's. I'm getting a lot more like lighter flavors and definitely a, um, a lot on the back end to it. Is what I'm getting there, and it's still like the bitter doesn't hit me as much. Like it's most, a it's a sweeter bitter. Yeah, it's got a sweet, it's got a little bit of a sweetness to it that, but still has a, a lot of robust flavor that I really like. Because I'm when it comes to a lot of beers that I go for, uh, Ninja Bottle Opener flying across <laughs> for those that can't see it, um, that I look for. I'm always hunting for robust flavor. I want something that's going to be that's going to stay with me from both the front end to the back end. There's many beers I've tried where it's like, okay, it's almost like a firework where it's just like, boom, and there's nothing left. And On it just the tastes like water. robust flavor front, I would like to you say. You like a beer that can finish. Yes. I say that a lot, but I'm a girl, so it's, it's way different. Um, <laughs> it's not different at all. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thank you, studio audience. Um, us girls, we got to stick together. And since you are staying for dinner. Or finish. <laughs> oh. Hey. It's amazing how fast you can deflate me. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's what well. he said. <laughs> and highlight and delete. <laughs> um, since you're staying for dinner yes. and you like robust flavor, we are having ourselves a beautiful pour, um, beef roast We're that hoping. we have yes, rubbed in coffee. Hmm. So we actually went espresso grounds massaged and we massaged it, it massaged. earlier. So that should be... Wait. You talk to it like that as well. It's like Kobe beef. We just rub it every day. <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited to see how that turns out. Also, I figured that the house in the next like 20 minutes should start to smell amazing because... Here's hoping. Yeah. It's like it's going to be like walking into a coffee shop. Just. But um, but yeah, but, but a lot of the, like, the, the flavor is like... Said, he was like, not... and that didn't even help. Let me go back know. to what I was no, saying. No, no, I don't. Actually, when you said it was rubbed in coffee, I'm like, I really want to try this. I'm like, it's... I. I Love Good, hearing about things that are that are obviously different than what is any kind of standard thing that I've had up to a point. Now is never... the wrong time to tell me you're a vegetarian. It's a five pound roast. Oh, for God's sakes! No, you kidding me? My brother-in-law cooked prime rib for Christmas. Christmas. Duck heart. He's I clearly not a oh, Christmas. Yeah, I had duck hearts. I'm well, I'm vegan up until a point. I only eat heart. You know, <laughs> I eat the hearts of every animal it's on like, the planet. Also, I'm part vampire, but whatever. Yeah, it's just whatever. It just happens. I'm a vampire vegan. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the weird. He just, you know, just bites in and sucks out chlorophyll. Creepy. Uh, <laughs> I just want to bounce back joke. to palate cleansers real quick. Sure. Uh-oh. 
your your face. No, I had a fantastic tent. meal uh, a couple nights ago at a phenomenal restaurant in Philadelphia called Bistro La Mignette. I knew this was going to happen. And they they do a lot of uh, they'll do regional uh, four or five course menus, and you can get an optional wine pairing that goes along with them. Very reasonably priced, and the dishes are amazing. And uh, for their their Christmas. They had a Christmas one, so it wasn't a regional one, but it was like, hey, uh, this is what people like to eat in France around Christmas time. And I think between the third and fourth course, we got a, a palate cleanser, which was a pear sorbet and a martini glass. I'm pretty sure like a Cure Royale poured mm. on top of it. Mm. So it was like super boozy, but also had that nice cleansing pear mm. flavor. And I just want to say, I think palate cleansers have gone out of style. And I, I, yeah, I can agree. Like, they uh, need to come back. Aperitifs and palate cleansers need to come back. It's like, hey, you know, the, this is part of a meal. You've had you've had a lot of different kinds of food right now. Let's mm. let's do a little reset, degauze button, as it were, <laughs> uh, for those you know computer models from the schmurschmurs. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, for this those of you who have been loyal listeners and you know the history of Ian and I and Weyerbacher about how we, we, since like two days after we met, we have been saying we need to go to Weyerbacher. The Good luck. second chapter of that same story is Bistro La Mignette. He's, <laughs> he like invited me to one of their wine pairing dinners, oh, I don't know, last March, so 10 months ago. And uh, I was like, oh, you know what? I bet I can make it. It was like a random Tuesday night, but I worked during that. I it's like, yeah, that sounds lovely. And he had been there a few times, and he said how great it was, et cetera, et cetera. And like three days before, he was like, I had a real date, so if you wouldn't be offended, I'm kind of going to take her instead. And I was like, no, you should. She's not married. Totally, yeah. You should. She might come home with me afterwards. <laughs> I, there's a possibility I could see her boobs. <laughs> so we're going to, I like you, but. Right. But so I'm a, I'm a supportive friend. I was totally on board. And it's one of those where, oh, I'll make it up to you. I'll take you sometime. Do you know how often <laughs> he'll be like, I'm going on a date. It's going to be great. I'm like, where are you going? Bistro La Mignette. I'm like, when are we going? Sometime when I don't have a real date. <laughs> it's like, 10 months later, it'll happen. Uh, I should ask for it for my birthday. Anyone want to go to Bistro La Mignette? Let's go. Right in. Send a Mandate. photo. Mandate. <laughs> Gentlemen. That'll work. If anyone would like to take me to Bistro Lavignette, <laughs> I am at Beer Mistress on Twitter. You go right ahead. I'm at dashing underscore rogue. Tweet me. It's fantastic food. <laughs> Usually, are you on time. Twitter, Richly? I'm only at I, I'm at Fun with a Pickle for this. The, the <laughs> that is too oh saucy God. to be on our <laughs> podcast. That's, it's actually the name of my sketch comedy troupe. Oh, okay. Highlight, delete, no cross promotions. Oh, it's, uh, it's just that's that's the only Twitter that I am on of the of the. Richly, from now on, I think I'm actually going to have to have you submit like an outline of all of the inappropriate <laughs> things you'd like to say, so that we can. You know, these things just kind of come at me here. It's kind of just uh, just that's appears. What she said. <laughs> And then we just, we're all corrupted. Oh. Anyone that says otherwise is full of it. So this is, this is a terrible way to wind down because <laughs> I don't want to say goodbye, but I really need to go check on Unfortunately, we have guests coming shortly <laughs> yep. and we need to uh, have our party, so. Yep. Yeah, we need to, well, you know what? You should save the rest of that growler because I bet the flower power would be a great way to greet people at the door. I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure it's a great way for me to nurse it all night long <laughs> and have no one else have anything. There you go. So again. Sure, hoard it. You can always find us on Twitter. Facebook is great. Facebook.com slash Dashing Rogue. Um, Beer Mistress has her own website as well uh, in terms of on Facebook. But eh, we do a lot more updates because Ian and I are both like keeping the Dashing Rogue thing happening. Whereas um, my Twitter followers, man, I'm getting very excited. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think our next episode, and if not the next, one of the next, uh, Ian's birthday is coming up. Uh-oh. And this is a big deal because, as you have alluded to a few times, it's the annual birthday 120 minute. So we're probably going to be breaking that out for the podcast. Um, okay, really I will be, if I'm not on it, I will be a studio <laughs> member. He's like, can I just For that it? evening, I just, just want to come. Well, because I know this past year they, they had to dump a batch that went bad. So. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, it needs to happen. It's, that's sadness. Mm-hmm. I've I've had a that's few. That's alcohol abuse. Is what I, it is. Yeah, really. Their version of that's went perfectionism, bad. which I can identify with. So. All right. So find Richly at Fun with a Pickle. Um, <laughs> but check us out at DashingRogue.com. And Beer Mistress is putting up reviews all the time. Thank you, Richly. We Thank had a great time having you. Thank you for having us. I, I'm having us. Having me. No. Apparently I'm part a of royal we. <laughs> I'm a king. I thank you. I thank you kindly as I tap the mic with yeah. my hand. Oh my gosh, you're fired. I know. You I made it like, all the way oh, through and now you're all fired. All the way through and not screwing up. But no, it's it's uh, honestly, these are two that I, I can say, uh, I, I tip my cap to uh, both of these because I am not an IPA person in the slightest bit. These are, are, are most enjoyable. Particularly, I have to say, the Palette Wrecker, whose yes. name I love to begin with, I, I think I would I would drink this. This is score now... one for the Dashing Rogue team. That's right, yeah. the Professor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we will see you on iTunes and at DashingRogue.com. Thanks for joining us. This is Shannon, your beer mistress. The Professor, sexy time. Ooh, delicious. <laughs>